If it's someone that you care about and love to, like mentally try to put yourself into their shoes in order to understand why sometimes they might not like something that you say and you mm. might not think that you're doing anything wrong, but if you understand the person that they are, you can see why. I'm Leon Guidry, and this is the Brother Be Well podcast, brought to you by Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. We're going to help you level up and lean into effective solutions for mental health and sustainable wellness for boys and men of color. Welcome to the Brother Be Well broadcast. I'm your host, Justin Martinez. Today, we'll be discussing the ins and outs about relationships with associate marriage and family therapist Malik Sampson from hearyou.org. Malik, how's it going today? Hey, Justin, going pretty good today. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you too, man. Uh, This is going to be a great discussion. You know, I'm really excited about it. And let's get right into it. You know, we're here talking about navigating relationships. And, you know, I've always heard that, and I know firsthand that relationships are hard. And, you know, so there's this saying that goes that anytime two people are in a room, there's bound to be trouble. Um, What are the top three things that individuals need to know in relationships on how to build healthy and effective relationships? What are your thoughts and insights on that? So Justin, there's so many things that I can say when it comes to this topic, but I want to say, give you three tips that kind of tie in together. And the first thing is that is that is about, um, first thing about that is change. So mm-hmm. knowing that in your partnership, in your relationships, that the person that you in, that you start your relationship with just may not be the person that you end your relationship with simply because of the fact that there, uh, people change over time. Mm-hmm. And this comes to relationships and individually. As people, we are bound to change. And knowing that we change, we, the, my second tip, a part of that um, is knowing how to compromise. Knowing how to compromise, not just once or twice, but consistently throughout the relationship because mm-hmm. the relationship changes over time and the person changes. So having that compromise as a part of tip number two, I think mm-hmm. is very and going into the third tip that ties into this is compassion. So mm. compassion when it comes to perspective. So when you're looking at your partner's perspective, you can you are allowing the sense of compassion in order to kind of switch your own perspective, right? You're using compassion to allow that transition um, in understanding. Right. Yeah, no, definitely makes a lot of sense. We got change, we have compromise, and we have compassion. The three C's, the big tips to help build healthy relationships. I really like that. And I really like the point on change because dating has changed a lot uh, in today's world. You know, there's technology and new ways to meet people online. And, you know, those avenues that we have in the dating world, you know, they could come at a cost. And I know our audience could have some questions about the new dating world and what's happening behind the scenes today. Um, how can Brother Be Well, the Brother Be Well community, keep its members safely informed about the changes in the dating world? So I do think with this new with this new day and age, uh, Justin, that we're in, technology plays a big role in our dating world. A lot of mm-hmm. times people 
like the fact that social media is a new dating outlet that right. wasn't around just 20, you know, 30 years ago shows how much it's changed um, over that amount of time. But also even more recently that we have dating apps um, versus people having to go meet you in person for the first time to get to know you. So now we have this technology where I can meet someone on social media and kind of assume who they are versus allowing allowing myself to figure out who they are through an initial um, meeting as if you were meeting someone in person or how people right. would say, oh, you would meet someone at the grocery store or just out at the mall. Sometimes it's not as simple as that anymore. And especially due to the times that are in now with COVID and how right. meeting someone new can be a lot harder in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can even like try to act like we know the people before we actually meet them just based off of judging what we see on social media and the things that they uh, appear to be. It's yeah, it's very difficult, you know, but um, there's a lot of successful relationships out there. I know that the pandemic has brought forth a lot of challenges in relationships. You know, my friends and uh, close relatives of mine have really uh, expressed that, you know, during lockdown, it was very, very tough for them to stay healthy in their relationships. You know, and I wanted to ask you, do we have any tips for those viewers who are dealing with those challenges uh, and during, you know, rough times? How do we advise them to keep the waters smooth in their relationships? So I wanted to say that it completely makes sense when you have, when you're in a relationship with someone and now you have to spend way more time together than you already did before, right? Because as being in a relationship, and especially if you live in the same household, you're already spending the time that you're not at work or with friends together because you're both home. So Mm in addition to that, now that a lot of people are working from home, a lot of people were quarantined and like couldn't go out or quarantining themselves and not wanting to go out just to make sure that they're safe, which is perfectly fine. But that brings in these other set of issues of, I'm spending, I'm waking up to this same person every single day. And like, of course, it doesn't take away the love that you have, but the more time you spend together, the more time you can also allow for issues to happen or things that you may not have thought about as problems before now can present as, can present as problems. But one right. good thing is, what good thing is to remember that this person that you're, uh, that you're spending your time with and understanding that these problems are arising simply because of what's happening at the time and not because I think this way about this person and these negative thoughts that you can gain or, or um, after a period of time with someone knowing that this time that or remembering that this time that is you guys are spending together can be the main cause and not necessarily the person and their actions. And this person has potentially always been the same person, but I'm noticing these things due to our time together, not because I love this person less or I don't want to be around this person less. And things that I think could help this situation is definitely mm-hmm. acknowledging that, but also allowing each other to have space within the same home sometimes. If you have yeah. more than one room, allowing yourself to have a few hours apart where you can actually go separate and then you choose to come together and maybe spend time together for an hour or so. Right. And then just kind of make sure you're maintaining your separate lives even when you have to be in the same household and also spice things up and find new things that you can do at home, find activities and events that you can do that you didn't do at home before and 
make that turn that outside experience inside your home right now why you can't do that why you can't go right. outside and have that experience yeah get creative and keep your partner off guard you know um mm -hmm. it, it it's it takes up a lot of time to find that creativity and to you know keep things spiced up like you said and i like the point that you said that you know maybe it's not that they don't love their partner or significant other but sometimes love isn't enough because you may love your partner, but not like your partner. And you don't realize that until you actually are home with them a lot, you know? So there's a lot of things that we would have to work through. And so that's a good thing. And, and it's totally doable. You know, people deal with this all the time. They also deal with a lot of struggles surrounding mental health and their partners. You know, there's mental health of, diagnosis people are undiagnosed or misdiagnosed with their mental health conditions uh, some of us don't have interventions for those mental health issues or conditions you know but we know that that has the ability to affect our relationships on a significant level um, how can we how can we advise our couples dealing with uh, this type of reality and give them an approach to keep them uh, to approach it delicately and to get help. What's your insight on that? I would say that a lot of times um, that that couples are having relationship issues and problems, a lot of times it does still stem from some type of mental health, whether someone has a diagnosable or undiagnosable mental health um, disorder, there's still mental health impl implications involved in a lot of the stress um, that comes with relationships and in particularly anxiety um, is one that as as you see a lot in relationships and couples that are presenting problems they're anxious about how the relationship is going they're anxious about the where the relationship is going to be in the future and anxious about these things that are happening right now that are making them uncomfortable and providing discomfort and the one thing i always say is that you go you you want to get help and you want you have to want your situation and get better. You have to actually want for the relationship to move forward in a in a different light that is um, that is more helpful. In order to do that, finding out what these what's happening are am I getting anxious? When I, well is this relationship making me depressed? Or what's going on? And, and seeking help and finding mm -hmm. figuring out the resources out there that you guys can take in order and and going to therapy um, as well. Is that so supporting and being that support system for each other where if your partner is presenting to you with anxieties, you allow them to express those anxieties that they're feeling and mm. talk about how those anxieties, how that person can help decrease them or what or if they need to take outside sources and go see um, a mental health specialist or a marriage family therapist to figure those things out. Right. Yeah, it sounds like there and takes a lot of patience because we may not comprehend or understand those types of issues. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means, you know, so I would have to literally have patience to find a resource to maybe look up some symptoms that could my partner could be experiencing and then learn how to approach that uh, delicately with myself, you know. But asking mm -hmm. for help is probably one of the biggest tools, you know, and we, we don't utilize that enough, but we all need help. So that's why we're here to spread this awareness. You know, that leads into my next question about, you know, 
the anxiety and the pressures of our relationship could really push us to the edge if they're not in a good place, you know, and, you know, if we get pushed to the edge, it's likely that we didn't get all that way by ourselves, you know, so how can we clean up our messes in our relationships and learn to take accountability and apologize when we're wrong in our partnerships? One, um, I would have to say knowing that mistakes are a thing that are going to happen, right? You knowing that mistakes are going to happen on both ends of relationships, friendships, daily life. These things happen and they're not necessarily going to stop happening. But what we can do is figuring out what the takeaway is from every single experience that we have. And mm-hmm. when it comes to the relationship issues, when you're able to look at the situation for look at the situation and look at what you did and how it actually affects the other person, tap times in ties into the change, the compassion and the compromise, looking right. at what I'm actually doing to this person that I love and looking at how, what I, and what I want to, what do I want them to feel because I love them and comparing those <laughs> two things is what I want them to feel and what I've allowed for them to feel and figuring out and talking to them about how, how can I change that? Going to get a clear answer from your partner, your significant other, and asking them, well, how can I make you feel this way? Because this is the way that I want to make you feel. And this thing that I did in the past is how I no longer want to make you feel. So actually right. wanting to, getting that clarification and comp- going to your partner and, and compromising, sometimes it's sometimes not easy, but getting to that point to where you can do that, I think it's going to be the most beneficial thing for how you actually work through problems. Right. It's so it's like we're we're learning the lessons from our mistakes. So it's never a mistake because there's always something to learn from that moving forward. We don't have to repeat the same mistakes. And in that, as a result, we're growing in our relationship. Ah, that didn't work last time. Maybe this will work. And I know that didn't work before. So now let me try something different. And then we're flourishing in our relationships. If, if I'm comprehending what you're saying uh, correctly, I believe that's what you what you were yes. talking about. Yes, and, awesome. and also just making sure that you're communicating this with your partner and that this you have this clear open communication that mm. I can let you know, I can ask you these questions and I can get the, clar- the clarification from you so I can make sure that we're on the same page. There's no misunderstanding because we're clarifying everything. Right takes a strong listening ear to get that, to express those desires, to hear them, and then translate them back to your partner so that we're both on the same page and we're not just trying to prove our points, you know? I'm right, you're mm-hmm. wrong. That's that's a big, uh, it's, it, it's a big mistake and lesson that we can learn from in our relationships. Um, you know, and let's, Let's dive in a little deeper into relationships because some relationships uh, just aren't meant to be and they're not healthy for people. But we always hear about how to approach a relationship or how to begin a relationship, but we don't really hear too much on how to end our relationships. You know, what advice do we have for our audience, for our viewers on when it is the right time to end your relationship and how to go about it? when it is that time to end the relationship? I would have to say knowing knowing when to end a relationship 
definitely comes with that huge communication piece, that piece where I have I have talked to my partner about the needs and the wants and the things that I desire for this number of this number of times. I've um, been very transparent about these things and and vice versa. But ultimately, you aren't able to compromise. You're not you're not able to get to that ground to where both of you are happy and both of you are get both of your needs um, and expectations are being met. And once you get to that point to where you're not willing, neither neither parties or with one party is not willing to work towards these things. You have mm. to decide to choose what's best for you and put yourself first. And of course, it's really hard for someone to be selfish in a relationship and put themselves first. But ultimately, it's about what do you want out of a relationship? Do you want happiness, respect, and love? And are you receiving that? Have you been? Mm-hmm. Have you asked for that? And are you still not receiving it? And it comes right. to the, the point of, are you going to compromise what you want just to be in a relationship? Or are you going to expect what you deserve and what you want out of the relationship? And if it's not what you're given, do you want to leave? And that's right. a conversation that you have to, you have to, you have to decide if that's something that you want for yourself. Right. Right. And how do we go about like making that decision, like to end it? How do we, how do we, uh, express that to our partner? How would we deliver that in a healthy way? Um, oh, and I think in a healthy way, in a healthy way would be explaining, explaining that these are the needs that I'm having that are not being met. Um, mm. and, and, and that also, if there are needs that you have that are not being met, that's something that I would want to be aware of. And I want you to tell me, but right now, these are things that are not being met. And if these are things that we don't foresee ourselves being able to meet, then we have to reconsider this relationship. We have to consider this partnership and what we're doing because we don't, these needs are of mine aren't being met. And this is a necessity for me, or this is a requirement for me, or I just can't, this is something that I can't be in a relationship and not have. So you kind of just explaining and being as transparent as possible and seeing if your partner is willing to to move forward with this and if not letting them know that this is something that I require and I can't move forward in a relationship without knowing that these are things that I'm going to be able to receive. Right. Right. Give and take, right. Give and take, can't give and take. It can't be just all give, 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 because then you're compromising your own self at that point. And mm-hmm. I like the point that you made about, you know, it is selfish to put yourself first, but to put your needs first, but I feel like you're doing that in a selfless way because it's for the betterment of the people around you. You know, if you're in a bad situation that your needs aren't being met, you know, you're compromising yourself, be selfish and know that that's what's best for everyone else who loves you. Right. So that's, that's some really, really good insight, uh, Malik. And this is a really good conversation. I want to ask you, uh, lastly, you know, what are some final tips that we have to be a good partner for our viewers? You know, we have, uh, what'd you say, the change, compromise, and compassion earlier, uh, being communicative, uh, expressing your desires. If your needs aren't being met, put yourself first. Uh, don't be afraid to be selfish uh, in that aspect. And if it's time to leave, then do that the best way you can. 
what other tips do we have on how we can be our best selves in our relationships and in our partnerships? Though I would just going back to a little bit about the perspective changing and actually putting yourself in someone's shoes. I know it's something that's said a lot. It's like, oh, we'll try to put yourself in other people's shoes. But if it's someone that you care about and love, like physically try to put yourself in their shoes, like mentally, um, excuse me, try to put yourself into their shoes. Um, you you know where you potentially know where this person comes from. If not, ask the questions, ask about their family life, ask about ask about them, get curious about the person that you're with in order to understand why sometimes they might not like something that you say and you mm-hmm. might not think that you're doing anything wrong. But if you understand the person that they are, you can see why they would come from they come from that angle. And that's where that allows the change and the compassion and the compromise all to come together because you're putting yourself in someone else's perspective. You're looking at their you're looking through their lens and Mm -hmm. and you're trying to even if it's not something that you understand off the bat. And even Mm -hmm. if you understand, even if you look at it and you're like, well, I still wouldn't do it. That isn't mm-hmm. necessarily the focus of the exercise of putting yourself in their shoes is looking at whether you would do it. It's looking at why they did it or why they view it. And then there's a conversation that can be had about that. Right, right. You know, it brings up a, a point where I talked to my sister about dating. She's the only girl. And I always tell her to be conscious of like the men that she may be interested in or may be interested in her. If you're ever around them, watch how they treat other women. Um, even if you get close enough to see like how they treat their mother or their sister, you know, if if they're uh, you know verbally abusive, then you know what is that telling you? Um, you know, if they're sweet and you know they're opening up doors and they're uh, you know being a good man, you know, and it feels right, then then take that into account and to use your gut feeling uh, in that. You know, so that's a really, um, really good point, Malik. And and thanks yeah, again. And that's you know, a great point as well. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That that's a great point as well. Looking at people in in all surroundings, people are very different around. A lot of times, around the people that they're around. Um, you know, when you're with your friends, sometimes you're not the same person. So, like you said, looking at people from all angles and seeing how they are in all elements and situations can tell you a lot about a person as well. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, You got a lot to share. You got a lot of insight. Uh, I want to give our viewers uh, access to you, Malik, so that they know where to see you. If you enjoyed uh, Malik and I's conversation, uh, please go and see Malik and get get some more insight from him and visit him at Malik Sampson, Sampson at hearyou.org. And Malik, I'll give you uh, some room so you can share what, what that looks like and how people can access you. Um, yes, so you can send me an email at Malik, Malik at hearyou.org, um, just my first name at hearyou.org. And also, um, you can find me on Psychology Today, and, and you can search for the Sacramento area and San Francisco area, and I will come up in that um, those areas for the therapist on psychologytoday.com. Perfect. It's been a pleasure, Malik. It's been uh, awesome talking to you, man. I feel like we could be talking for hours on this topic. Um, so thank you for for joining us today, and I look forward to more productions with you. Thank you for having me, Justin. I definitely appreciate this conversation. Um, it's 
very important one that I think needs to happen more often. So I'm so happy to be here and to share the insight. Absolutely. No worries. And for you, the viewers at home, if you like our Brother Be Well content and want to join the Brother Be Well Brotherhood, please visit us at brotherbewell.com. We want to thank you for joining us this evening. And we want to invite you back to more productions uh, when we post them. Um, and always remember, before we go, brother, be well. Thanks again. And that wraps up another episode of Brother Be Well. Get ready for text and email alerts on more great things happening later this month. I'm Leon Guidry. Check us out next time for more mental health and wellness inspiration. Until then, stay up, family. <laughs>